we've just sold one pub, so he's here a little bit more now. And we're trying to sell the last one so that he can come over here full time as well. And we can really put the gas pedal down, if you will. But yeah, the more time we've devoted to it, the more success we've had for sure. Okay. And so, so if you were to start over today, and what would be the thing that you do in the first 90 days to get your business going? Take your course. The most inspiring stories from today's most successful mortgage brokers. Join your host, Scott Peckford, on I Love Mortgage Brokering. Hey, Broker Nation. Today, I have Chuck Nash on the show with me. Chuck is the founder of MortgageGuys.com, and uh, we've done lots of stuff together over the last year and a bit since we've known each other. Chuck's a really interesting guy, very innovative. I'm excited to talk to Chuck. Before we get started, I got to give a shout out to Lendful. So if you're looking to do a unsecured loan under $35,000, it's all done online, super fast, easy. Check out Lendful.ca. Those guys are awesome. And not only do they take care of everything for the client for you, they communicate with you and they even pay you for referrals. And so you don't have to send your client into the bank. Check out Lendful. They're awesome. Chuck, welcome to the show, brother. Thanks. Great to be here. So, hey, man, we've known each other for a while, and I have to say you're one of the most innovative guys, and you have a ton of drive. And so, like, before we get to some of that stuff, how did you get into the mortgage business? Well, my partner, Dario, and I, we were in the pub business. We had two pubs, and a broker came in there on a regular basis and asked us back. Really? In- a broker in a bar? Like, that like, That just sounds like a crazy thing I'd never hear, right? Never see that. <laughs> Very true. But, yeah, so 2008, 2009, somewhere in there, he came in and asked us if we want to do a private loan. And we were like, you know, well, what's that? And he gave us the details. Long story short, we did the private loan. One thing led to another, we did it. And then we ended up doing several others over the next couple of years. And after that kind of evolved, people were just coming in the pub and said, hey, I heard you guys are the mortgage guys. I need a loan. And then we ended up after maybe about three years, we were getting a call or request about once a month. And I just said to my business partner, Dario, I said, you know, maybe this is an omen here. Somebody, uh, we're getting a request every month and we don't even have cards. And we've both been in that industry for a long time, went through the burnout of, you know, doing it for over 20 years and said, hey, maybe we should just open up a full-time brokerage. So Coles Notes version, the private lending led to the full-time. And so how long have you been in the mortgage business now? So we opened a brokerage in 2015. And we didn't become agent. Well, we became agents first, but parked our licenses somewhere else, didn't use them, and opened up a brokerage, kind of did a little backwards. We had no book, no customer list or client database, had never done an A deal, hired a full-time underwriter from day one, and mm-hmm. opened up the brokerage in August of 2015. Right. And we'll talk a little bit more about sort of how that's going, but that's awesome. So you, you go from the bar business to the and If you ever get a chance to meet Chuck, ask him to tell you some of his stories about throwing people out of his bars, because that's something that you have to do when you own a bar. Unfortunately, sometimes people have to leave and sometimes you need to assist them. And Chuck's got lots of funny stories on people that just got way too out of hand. Okay. So before we dive into the rest of your story though, I'd love to ask about a success quote because I, I love quotes. We got them on the walls of our office. So can you share with me a quote that's really had an impact on your life or business? It's probably one that my dad always emphasized growing up because my dad, like I grew up in small businesses and we've all heard the quote that, you know, somebody would always say, I'm waiting for my ship to come in. And my dad always, and I don't know where he got it from or if it was his or not, but he always said to me, he goes, don't wait for your ship to come in. You need to swim out to your ship. Right. That's good. And so how, that's a great, I've never heard that before. How do you apply that principle, that philosophy to your business or how have you? Well, I, I think anybody that'll tell you that's been successful in this industry, you can't sit behind your desk and wait for the files to come in. You've really got to go out and get it and network and be out there and be active and basically jump up and down and tell everybody what you do. Mm-hmm. 
Right. So you got you've got to actually go find the ship. It's not going to come right in. That's actually a good good metaphor. It doesn't come right into shore. You got to put something in yourself. Yeah. Okay. So cool. Can you share something that you failed at? I have found that you know anybody who's been in business for any amount of time, there's always failure, but there's always a lesson looking back. So can you share something you failed and then a lesson that you learned? Yeah, we did open up a retail store with what that. type of retail store? It was a health food store. Okay. And the lesson we learned there was location, location, location. We didn't have visibility and that's what killed that business. And it was the one business failure I've had over the years was that, and it was simply because of location. And those three rules of location, location, location are really, really important. And one of the reasons why we're actually going to move the location where we are now is to even a better location with more exposure, which will allow the brand to be exposed and, and to be recognized. And so how long did you have that particular business? So you did beer and protein bars. Like, I mean, it's like the perfect, you know, <laughs> um, yeah. food. So what, how long did you guys try to run that for before you decided to pull the plug on it? Uh, about two years. And just because I'm just diving into this a little bit because I, there's, always a, there's always nuggets in there. But when did you realize that this wasn't, because sometimes you need persistence, right? And you have that, you know when to push. But when did you actually know that this is actually just not going to work? I don't know if there was any ha-ha moment, but I think what we both, Dario and I, realized, we came to the conclusion was that, you know, it wasn't our passion, our hearts weren't really into it, and we weren't ready to invest more money and put more effort into it, that it just wasn't for us. Right. Okay. And just that, you don't have to say a number or anything because I've had my own business losses that I could like, you know, I remember telling a friend and I, I said, I got my MBA. He's like, no, no, I lost even more money on something. <laughs> so did you lose money on this or was it a break even? No, we lost money. Okay. We lost money. Yeah. So those, those are the ones, the lessons that really hopefully become, you know, more ingrained because when you have to, when you write a check for it, you're like, oh, this sucks and, you know, makes it more painful. Okay. So I have a question for you. So you really started in 2015 in the brokerage and then when did you start more like fully, full at mortgages and not doing the bar stuff as much? Probably about 18 months ago. Okay. So we were divided and then Dario and I made the decision that he would take on more bar responsibility and I would devote more time to the mortgage side of things. We've just sold one pub, so he's here a little bit more now and we're trying to sell the last one so that he can come over here full time as well and we can really put the gas pedal down, if you will. But yeah, the more time we've devoted to it, the more success we've had for sure. Okay. And so, so if you were to start over today, and what would be the thing that you do in the first 90 days to get your business going? Take your course. Well, that's very kind of you. So I'm actually going to ask you about that in a little bit. But so you came into our coaching program that we have. And one of the things, areas that we really focus on is realtors. And you had shared with me what's interesting was that you came into it with this a different, tell me about the mindset that you had coming in and then how it changed. So to open up the brokerage right away, we brought on a principal broker because I didn't have the two years as an agent to be able to open the broker. And that principal broker, that gentleman had a real, I guess, negative mindset towards realtors, didn't like working with them, didn't want to work with them. And so we avoided that for the first year and a half, if mm -hmm. you will, based on his advice and his experience, which was a mistake. And then, you know, your program kind of turn that mentality and that mindset around for us. And that's had a huge impact on our business. So I guess that first 90 days, I would, my advice would be come up with a value proposition for realtors and call them. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, and get, whether it's our program or some, but get some help, get some training to accelerate how you get there quicker. That would be the, that would be a key thing. So what's the single biggest change that you've made in your business in the last 12 months? 
while it's probably one would be calling the realtors and coming up with that value proposition for them. Two would be in our process. I mean, as the volume's grown and all that, we've had to change our process and really come up with that customer journey. Mm-hmm. So we're still tweaking it, but we didn't have a customer journey 12 months ago. We have a customer journey now. So right. And if anybody doesn't know, we're we're talking, it's essentially like a recipe for your business where it's like first contact, all the steps, who does what, you know, where do you include wow moments? And it's never done, by the way, like it's always evolving. You're always trying to like, hey, this isn't effective anymore. Maybe we try this. But the fact that you actually have a recipe is helpful, right? Because now you you have a game plan for how your business should look and how it should run. Yeah, and it's a checklist so that you don't miss any steps and you make the mistakes and drop the ball in the process. Because as you know, when you have multiple files going, it's easy to get lost. Mm-hmm. You have a, a, a customer journey with each file, you know exactly what you are, what you need to ask for next, and what's still missing to make that file complete. Right. Yeah, no, that's, that's really, important. really important. It is, yes. If you're listening to this, it's a critical step is to get a, a customer journey mapped out. So now in terms of, so you, you came into our coaching program last, basically a year ago, and you just you blew it up in terms of your realtor recruiting. And so what would you say would be, you talked about the mindset shift and a value proposition, but what would be the single biggest takeaway that you had from the program? Well, I think you said it in the program is that, you know, the secret sauce is the realtors. Mm-hmm. If you want to accelerate your business, You've got to get realtors. They're dealing with the buyers and the sellers every day and people that have a need for our services every day. So the more realtors you can bring on, the faster you can bring them on, that's going to accelerate your business and your volume. Like, right. And so, and how many realtors did you recruit in, over the course of the, when you, in, you were in the program? So the first, after the first month, after taking your program, within one month, I recruited 19 realtors. Right. Which was, and these, incidentally, the thing I love about what you did, Chuck, is you didn't recruit 19 like brand new, you know, realtors with no bit. You went after all big teams and big producers. Yeah. And you didn't know a lot of them. Did you, how many of them did you know before you, before you reached out to them? Maybe two or three. Right. So that's fantastic. Yeah. So, no, and it was the value add that we got from your program that allowed us to do that and go there with confidence saying, Hey, we've got a unique proposition for you. We're not just coming at you with, you know, I'm a great guy. I've got the best rates and I'll give the best service. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we solve some yeah, of the problems. everybody says that they always have best rates and services. Like, well, do you? And is that actually like, you know, uh, so now mortgage guys, what's your like vision plan? What do you, what do you want to, what are you thinking? What are you doing with that? Well, we've, we've recently had some interest in other people wanting to take the brand on. The brand we've realized over the last three years is really, really strong and sticks really, really well. So, and we've just kind of thought, you know, it'd be a shame just to, to leave this brand in our local market, Guelph, Ontario, or maybe Kitchener, Cambridge, and Waterloo, the Tri-Cities, we're all pretty close. So we're looking to expand the brand nationally, whether we do it ourselves or there's people out there that we can partner with through a licensing or franchise agreement. We think it's a great flag for somebody to carry and that'll really help them with their business. So we're hoping to do that. Right. Yeah. So, and you've had like in the last, since you even started, you've had people reach out to you and you guys are, your team has expanded. And so, yeah. And I do think the brand, in terms of the brand, it, it has a familiarity to it. Like when I hear mortgage guys, I'm like, it sounds like something that should have been around for a long time, even though really it hasn't. And it was a domain that was you guys, you bought for not a for a good chunk of change in order to acquire that. Cause you guys had the .ca, right? We didn't have the .ca. The .ca was taken, but not being used. Um, okay. But we 
the dot-com was available. So we bought the dot-com and yeah, it wasn't cheap, but we think it was a great investment. And we've since trademarked it. So we yeah. own the trademark it. So the .ca can't be used or any version of mortgage guys legally cannot be used now. Right. Uh, even except for by us, of course. And it reminds me of property guys. So, you know, the, so it has that sort of very, anytime you have a brand that, or another great brand that I liked, 1-800-GOT-JUNK, it really just says what it is in the name. Yeah. You know, I think when you have something that kind of says what it is, it's uh, more sticky. Yeah. So we're lucky that way. Like it says what it is, but it, and it tells you what we do, but it also tells you where to find us mm-hmm. and, and it sticks. The name sticks. Right. Kind of like 1-800-GOT-JUNK when they came out. It was like the name was the phone number so that it was more vert. When I told you the name of the company, I told you how to get a hold of them. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, it's like an embedded message, which is the, it's kind of, it's very clever. I, I, the other, a little while ago I was driving to my site, cause I think names of businesses are important or naming things. And we were driving to the Rona to pick up some liquid nail. I call it liquid nails or PL. And I said right. to my son, I'm like, we're picking up something called liquid nails. What do you think that is? He's like, well, I don't know, but it's probably liquid and it works like a nail. I'm like, is that a good name or a bad name? He's like, that's probably a good name. I said, what about PL450? He's like, I have like no idea what that is. And so often when it comes to naming, we name things PL450 because it means something to me, but it doesn't mean anything to the customer, right? Exactly. Um, so I think it's a clever name. So what what is your sort of, I have another question for you. I didn't send you this one, so hopefully this is going to be okay. But what is your sort of, where do you see the opportunity in the mortgage business in the next three to five years? Well, I think the opportunity, you know, if the rules remain the same is the opportunity is going to be diversification of what we can offer all those people trying to get into the market or refinance versus, you know, it being an easy process. I think the process has become more difficult and therefore I think our need is going to grow through that. Right. Yeah. And you can look at that two ways, right? Some people go, you know, it's gotten harder, therefore it's, you know, it's just going to be harder or it's gotten harder, therefore we're more valuable because the maze that you now have to navigate as a consumer is just, it's significantly larger and more complicated. And so having a mortgage person, mortgage broker help them makes a big difference because you'll find now more than ever, you get no's like crazy and you need creative solutions. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. So let's move to some rapid fire questions. So what is the number one thing holding back most mortgage lenders from being successful? Not getting out there, not getting on the phone, not pounding the pavement, sitting back and waiting for that ship to come in. Right. Not, not swimming. And what's one thing or habit you think's made you successful? Tenacity. Just yeah. get back up and, and yeah, keep just tenacity and I don't call it stubbornness, but just tenacity. You know, Dario and I are both of the mindset. We're very competitive and we'll, we just want to be successful. So it's whatever that takes. Right. We've always yeah. said if we had to go outside with signs and stand there half naked or naked to draw attention it, to ourselves. And you know, if you do that, I'd please don't send me the picture. <laughs> we would do it though. Like we're the type of guys that we would, we would do that. Like we, right. we, whatever it takes. Right, right. I know that's good. It's, and, and you also have a positive attitude. So, I mean, you can be tenacity and be crazy. So you're like a crazy person, but you can, if you're, if you have tenacity and you have a positive sort of, you know, normal countenance, it's just, it comes off much better. So do you have like an internet resource or software program that you have used to make your business more successful? Gusto for gift cards. It's yeah. really good, for, good and it's time saver and, and easy to use. And um, who, do, who do you send gift cards to typically? Realtors on both sides and to any referral source. Okay. And it's just super quick. So if anybody doesn't know what Gusto is, it's just an, it's on your phone or you can do it online now and you can literally digitally send somebody a gift card in two minutes. Yeah. And you got to, it's not just for a couple of vendors. Like there's a whole wide range of vendors from Canadian Tire to 
I think Petro Canada to Tim Hortons, Starbucks, you name it. Like there, you got a huge selection. So if you have a referral sources that keep sending you, you don't have to keep sending the same gift card. And it get told you can choose a variety of them. Right. Yeah. No, that's really good. If you could recommend one book for listeners, what would it be? Probably it would be uh, the one thing. The one thing. That's a. It's a great book, and that's written by a realtor too. Right. The guy from Keller Williams. So. The last question is one of my favorites. This is a new one. We've kind of made some changes. And so this is the $100,000 question. So let's pretend that I'm going to write you a check for 100000 bucks, And I put a condition on it that, Chuck, you can only spend it on your business. You can't go and buy like a new hot tub or a new car. So what, where would you put money in to invest to make your business bigger next year? I would probably use that as an advertising budget for local radio and TV. Right. Only because I think if I hammered that with, with our brand name, that it would really stick and really become top of mind brand locally. So radio, I've done radio in the past, radio ads and like TV, local TV to basically own mind share for your community. Absolutely. Yeah. Have you ever tried some of that up into Facebook, just branding on Facebook? How have you found, sorry, because we've talked, I know that I kind of know a little bit about this, but so how have you found using Facebook marketing? I think Facebook to buy Facebook, like to buy Google ads, and to use Facebook as a lead generation tool, I think is a big waste of money. Everybody I've talked to in this industry has not succeeded at it. And we tried it a little bit, didn't have success at it. I think if you want to use Facebook, you've got to simply use it as, you know, you're paying your whatever, $100 per thousand views, not clicks, and just mm-hmm. strictly as branding and to have that top of mind mentality that's a longer term play but if you want immediate lead generation from any of that online stuff i don't think it pays right yeah it's definitely it seems that the statistically a lot of people do have played at this have struggled with it so okay last so anything that i should have asked you any question you think so i i should for our listeners that before we wrap up this interview no, I mean, I just think for anybody that's new, don't get, to, to get discouraged, tenacity. And if you're willing to get out there, it's a big market, and a big industry, and you only need a little sliver of it to really carve out uh, a decent living for yourself. Yeah. And when you think about what we get paid for the like education level, nothing compared to say a doctor or a lawyer, somebody who has to go to law school, we can make a significantly high income for a low you know, investment in terms of financially and even time because the course itself doesn't take that long. It's a very low barrier to entry. I mean, you do have to follow a learning curve to get educated and learn what you're talking about, but the initial entry, the barrier is very low. So, And of course, people can find you online at mortgageguys.com if they're looking to, if they wanted to connect with you for any reason. Chuck, brother, thank you for coming on the show. Appreciate it. 